Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Warm Bidet. Hello. It's, it's Alex. It's me, Gina. And, and we have a guest. Yeah. What's up, y'all? I, I was <laughs> I thinking... How's it, how's it hanging? <laughs> Maybe we should... I was thinking, like, we should start introducing our guests because, like, we're starting to get, like, high-profile people on Yeah, this guy is a, a real <laughs> human being. Yeah, and he has a profile. I'm real, yeah. Okay, today on the podcast, we have Ivan. Everybody give a hand to Ivan. So, a little background on Ivan. Ivan is a person that I'm a human that being. we know. He has gone viral on TikTok at one point in his life. Wow. <laughs> and, like, his greatest accomplishment <laughs> up to this point in life. It's the only thing I'm proud yes, of. Yes, and um, he is... He became a music prodigy at the age of zero. Hmm. <laughs> and yes, I became one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No practice involved. He was just yeah. suddenly really good at music. Yeah. And he's currently yeah. studying social work at a, a, a school. A school? To, he, his, Hopefully it's a school. He's currently in his undergrad studying social work. And I think oh. this is relevant hmm. because... Um, what we're going to talk about today is kind of a recap from last time we did the podcast. Yeah, kind of a, a not a, not necessarily a continuation, but like a, a, a going going in a in a similar direction. But yeah, anyways, if you if you listened to the last episode, uh, you heard us uh, ask briefly ask the question: Is is our society uh, artistically uh, illiterate because it's also emotionally illiterate? Which is, deep is an interesting, an interesting thing. Do you have any initial thoughts, either of you? Is our society artistically stunted because we're emotionally stunted? Who isn't emotionally stunted in some way, shape, or form? That's deep. We're all kind of messed up a little bit, to some extent. I mean, aside from the fact that we're all sinners, but like emotionally, it's like everybody has baggage. Everybody has. Um, I don't know. And they don't know. I think a lot of people just struggle to express their baggage and their burdens and whatever is going on. And so I think in that sense, it's like everybody experiences to some degree that sense of emotional stunt, stuntation, stuntingness. How about let's like kind of rewind. What does like being emotionally stunted mean to you guys? Okay, I guess I gotta go first because everyone's looking at me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say that it's being, first of all, unaware of, of your emotions and unaware of, of your reactions to things. Um, and also um, not knowing how to healthily process your emotions and, and how you uh, react Um I think uh, there's a lot of people in our society who who do things without really thinking about it. Um, they'll they'll act and they'll not really think about why they act in that way, and they just do it because it feels right. Um, when I think if someone's more emotionally healthy, um, they'll be able to look back on on an action they did um, and reflect and think, okay, why did I react in that way? Uh, was that a good way to react? And if not, how? can I react better next time I'm in that kind of situation? That's, I think, I think that's kind of my definition of emotional 
healthiness, I guess. But I also, also I'm not a psychologist in in any way or have any sort of training in that field. So I'm I'm not I'm not an expert in that. I don't claim to be. Uh, but that's my personal definition. I mean, no, no, like I agree with a lot of things that you just said, Alex. Like I think it's cool when you said like I feel like there was almost like a like a before, during, and after of like a certain event and like how to like how you're regulating the emotions. I think a lot of it has to do with like one being aware of your own emotions. So um, just like having that sense of knowing what is what is it that I'm feeling, what is it that I'm processing. So and I think also like not just being aware of yourself, but like being socially aware of others too. I think um, some people are very just like inward focused. And they just don't, they don't read, they don't know how to read the room, right? A lot of times. So I think just like being aware of emotions in general is like a big part of it. And then after that, I think there's like another part of like, um, yeah, how do you like manage those emotions then after like knowing what they are, after being aware of what they are, how do you actually go about, I guess, um, processing, uh, using those emotions or like controlling, quotation marks, controlling those emotions because I think it's just like how you manage your emotions how, is kind of like what happens when like your actions reflect what you're feeling, right? And so I think a lot of it has to do with like how you're controlling it too. So I think there's that awareness part and that managing part as well. Hmm. Yeah. So like, I guess we we're kind of just trying to go on the topic of what does it mean to be artistically I guess illiterate because we're emotionally illiterate. Do you guys find that our, I think specifically in North America, because that's what we can only speak for, <laughs> is do you think we're too logical of a society sometimes? Yeah, for sure. I think um, mm-hmm. we we often ignore um, emotions. Not that not that it's never a good idea to ignore your emotions. Sometimes there is precedent for that too look at something objectively and not, and not, um, take your feelings into account. Um, but oftentimes our feelings can be, can be good indicators of our objective state of mind. Um, when, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, making a decision like buying something, doesn't really matter what, um, oftentimes you have to look at it logically and think, Hey, is this a good decision for me to make, uh, with the amount of money that I have, with the amount of expenses I have, um, when you might feel like you really want to buy this thing, but also you might look at your bank account and think, hmm, I don't need this right now. I shouldn't buy it. So yes, there's, there's precedent for, for logic, logicalness. I don't know. There's a, probably a better word for that. Um, but logical legitimacy. <laughs> on the other end, I think um, if we're not aware of our emotions, um, we, we tend to burn out a lot quicker. We tend to be more more stressed um again i'm not a not a psychologist so i can't really speak for all of this <laughs> disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. none of us are psychologists crazy <laughs> i did two years yeah the most credentials we have close. is <laughs> ivan with his two years, <laughs> two years of shit. <laughs> Whoa. um uh but i i think i think as a society we could we could um, bear to to look at ourselves every once in a while and 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 question uh, what we do and why we do it and not just 
do whatever we want. Um, I think that's a, a big a big thing, and especially North American society, we're all about freedom, and uh, you know, wanting to to be able to do whatever we want without other people telling us that we shouldn't. Um, which uh, you could argue is a very feelings based thing, um, because a lot of times uh, when you're when someone, someone's telling you not to do something, it's not necessarily because they they feel that you shouldn't, but sometimes they're just like, yeah, this is a really bad idea. You just shouldn't do it objectively. Okay, I have a theory that I've been kind of thinking about. It's like, because I think, speaking for myself, I'm not a very emotionally aware person for myself. And I think, like, I don't think I've personally come to terms with a lot of emotions until, like, even like this past year, to be entirely honest. And then I think it's like, I think people put negative and positive emotions and mistaking them for good emotions and bad emotions almost as if like being mad or being sad is bad like they're like I guess overall negative on the spectrum of emotions but I think society has kind of like put this implication that these are bad emotions and you shouldn't feel it Whereas, like, mm. feeling happy and feeling content and all that, those are good emotions, or positive emotions, and therefore they are good emotions. And it almost feels like we, we're very good at striving for good emotions, but we don't know mm. how to reconcile bad emotions, or I'm saying bad emotions, because we think they're bad. So like it's like moralistic yeah, yeah. bad to ha be sad mm -hmm. and to be angry. Yeah. Yeah, so do you do you yeah, guys yeah. think that there are such things as like good and bad emotions? Okay, before I answer that question, I think like just going off of like your theory, I think that's so true though because like we as a society definitely I mean like not even like our North American society but like all over the world you kind of like you're striving for happiness, I think. Like everybody's just like, you know, like be happy in like whatever culture like whatever happiness looks like to that culture i think it's like like oh yeah like i want you to strive for that like you as parents you want your children to be happy as friends you want your friends to be happy um and so yeah there's like this and i think like yeah like obviously being happy is good but then you put it on such a high pedestal that whenever you fall short of being happy something is wrong and i think it's like it's so wrong that like you almost want to hide it now you know like when you're sad like usually like i mean for myself like it's hard for me to open up if i'm like having a rough season or whatever and i'm still trying to i mean like for myself especially i'm more like yeah like i need to be that like positive guy who's like always like chill with everything but really like i think yeah like there's al almost like a shame factor that goes along with being sad or like going through like this like really rough season of having all these negative emotions so I think like, yeah, like um, we can't, I don't think we, we actually know what like true like happiness or joy is unless we've grown within the like sadness and within that anger and within that depression or whatever it is. So it's almost like, I don't know, we're, we're taking, it's like we're taking a chunk out of our whole life experience with emotions mm -hmm. just by labeling it as bad. Oh, I like that when you say we're taking away from life experience. Yeah, I think like even even to to tell yourself, oh no, I shouldn't be sad or I shouldn't be angry or anything is kind of lying to yourself. 
Um, mm. Because I mean, it, it may well be that that your your honest emotional reaction to something isn't necessarily a, a, a just reaction. Maybe um, maybe you're you're in a position where someone has wronged you, um, and uh, you know it's it's the good thing. The good, the good thing to do would be to just immediately forgive them and be like, "Hey, it's okay." Um, but if a lot of times we're going to react badly to to someone doing something bad to us, um, and if we're just going to say, "No, I don't actually feel that way," we're we're lying to ourselves. Um, and I think a better way to go about it would be to admit first of all that I do feel this way, um, but to then say but I shouldn't, and I need to give this up. I need to um, forgive the person regardless of my feelings, but not deny the the feelings in the first place. Because, um, mm. like, yeah, there, I think there is such thing as, as bad emotions um, in certain situations. I don't think all anger is bad. I don't think all sadness is bad. Um, I don't think all disappointment is bad. Uh, but oftentimes we set ourselves up for those emotions um, and when they come, we don't need. We we shouldn't say, "Oh, those don't actually exist." We should say, "Yes, this is how I feel, but this is how I'm going to change how I feel, not in a dishonest way to yourself, but in a in a constructive way, and in a way that uh, won't harm you and won't harm the people around you." Hmm. But then again, I'm also not a psychologist, so I I can't really technically vouch for that. I think something that's interesting, like particularly in North America, is that we're such a individualistic like society where we almost kind of have this pressure to feel like we have to kind of work on ourselves on our own kind of thing before we start reinteracting with people when before we like mm. face reality, I guess, or whatever. But I was just reminded of this one time, like when I was in grade eight. So I don't know, I was like. 13 or something and I remember I was back in China with my family for like a family vacation and we were just walking on the street and then there was like a funeral that was happening and it was I don't know it was like so weird to me because it was such a different experience and how I would see funerals back here at home because like it was such like a collective thing but they were almost like celebrating during their mourning and grieving but it was like such a it was like a family thing so I thought that was really interesting where it's like grievance is like a collective thing whereas I feel I feel like here a lot of it is because we always have that pressure where we feel like we have to do it on our own almost mm. Yeah, and I think it, like, definitely has to go down to, like, I mean, I think it's, like, a human being thing where it's, like, yeah, we just hate being vulnerable, yeah. right? Like, Speak for yourself. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the most vulnerable person yeah. in the whole wide world. <laughs> Wait, side note. Um, can I say a side story? Sure. Yeah, sure. I remember one time we were doing, like, this reflect reflection activity during, like, my first year in university, and then... Okay, it sounds really dumb now, but I've grown and I've matured since then. Um, but one of the questions, like, when have you, when will, when, okay, what is a situation will, which requires you to be vulnerable? And then 
for me as a stupid first year I was just like when I'm not wearing a bulletproof vest and I get shot oh man that's how emotionally stunted I was <laughs> but I've matured <laughs> since then <laughs> wow, wow. I, this is me being vulnerable yeah um, thank you I'm proud of you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow anyway where was I sorry I don't know it's okay that train was yeah. not uh, going anywhere, probably. Um, I think now let's, let's tie it into why um, our society is, is artistically illiterate. And I, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with our unwillingness to be vulnerable, because a lot of art is very vulnerable. It's, it's someone um, being, being honest about how they feel or about an experience in a, in a generally an abstract kind of way. Uh, it's not always um, obvious how they're expressing it and what they're trying to express. Um, and oftentimes we have to think about it and be like, hmm, what is this saying? And another thing about art is um, you're not always going to have the same interpretation as the author intended you to have. Um, kind of the death of the artist sort of philosophical stuff. Um, but I, I, I think part of enjoying art and analyzing art is, is also analyzing within yourself and being vulnerable with yourself, which is all, I think being vulnerable with yourself is just as hard to do as being vulnerable with others. Um, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of, you're your own biggest critic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people um, don't like to explore more abstract art. They like, you know, action movies where it's just like, you're watching a thing and that's it. You don't have to do a lot of thinking. Um, people are, are like, especially during a lot of the, the weird art movements of the 20th century and even into today, um, a lot of weird abstract art where it's like, oh, the person just threw a bunch of paint on the on the canvas. That's not art. I could make that. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making a painting like that, especially, like, even, even non-emotional things. There's just, like you know, composition and, and learning how to make a good palette to make a piece of art look coherent and to, to express uh, an idea or a feeling um, in, a, in a way mm. that isn't just, this is how I feel in words, but rather just a smattering of colors mm. that um, one person might see as, I don't know, melancholy, but another person might see as calm or something. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's like the way you're even like taught to do art and I think like even that's like hugely lacking in our society. Um, but I think like any experience of like having like some sort of art teacher, whether it's like in like painting or like drawing or like even music, I think a lot of times it just, there's so much focus on the, the practical side of it, the technical side of everything. And it's almost like, I mean, like you got to have the foundation of your technicalities and whatnot. But I think there's this overemphasis on just like the how you do it uh and they just take away from that emotional side of art you know like i think i think of like i mean like i i'm a piano teacher and so when i teach my kids piano a lot of times i find myself focusing a lot on just like the technique like oh yeah like you need to like you know like get your fingering right and like you got to do all this and that but then like i think the times when i really see my kids react well to um, when I'm teaching or even like for myself, like having fun teaching is when like I start to dive into, okay, yeah, like this piece, like you want to kind of imagine like you're in this scenario or this is like the feeling you're trying to evoke. And I think just like 
our culture here just lacks that like um, emphasis on connecting your emotions with art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah I think kind of like tying what both of you guys said because I do find like people who usually say like I guess more contemporary art is not art, and they always like go back to oh like look at Da Vinci or Michelangelo that's real art, and I think a lot of it comes down to like the technicality of it all. But I think like our society is so uncomfortable with the idea of sometimes it's okay for something to just look nice and not have a meaning to it. Yeah. And it could just be like that person felt like they want to do this, and but somehow our society is always putting this emphasis on like there has to be some technicality. There has to be like all of this like even like. Maybe kind of contradicting what we're saying, like even some emotional meaning into it. But I think we're just not okay with the idea of like the curtain's just blue because it's blue. Mm-hmm. Not be- mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think also um, a lot of a lot of people in our society being so cerebral and and logical um, are are kind of afraid to to look at something and not find an immediate meaning and not be able to interpret it. Um, because we, we, we like to, to know how things work and why something is the way it is. Um, mm. And when something, we can't explain something, we, we get kind of scared and we're like, oh, well, it's not art because I don't know what it is. Um, which obviously isn't, isn't necessarily true. Now, someone might make a piece of art that is just to confuse people. Um, and I think that is a form of art in itself. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of of art that is not supposed to be understood, but is just supposed to be kind of, huh? Okay, you know, um, like a lot of a lot of surreal comedy um, is, I I would consider it art. It's not like it's nonsensical. Um, it has loose structure to it, uh, but oftentimes it's the way it gets you to laugh is by kind of just being like, oh. Here's the thing. Here's another thing. I'm gonna yell now. Um, sometimes it works. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. There's all. There's a lot of uh, people who try to do surreal comedy and it just doesn't work. Um, I like. But the thing I like about it is that it's so difficult to analyze, um, and you're kind of just forced to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it. Mm. So for you guys, how? When was the point where you kind of? Maybe this is more specific to Ivan, because growing up learning piano, I think also being in a raised in an Asian household, um, I I'm just assuming that like a lot of it was just like doing it to perfection, whereas there was not a lot of like emotional components to it. Growing like when you first started off, am I right or wrong? Hmm. Let me think. It's so long ago, but. To be honest, though, my my piano teacher was good mm. at getting me to think about my feelings when I really play. say yeah more about that. But also because my piano teacher was an Asian, that's a whole other box that I can open, like Asians and emotional stuff. Yeah, I can agree with I you. Probably I probably won't go into that, but just just know, like you're, it's it's hard <laughs> being an Asian. Yeah, so like, <laughs> with your emotions for you, like but, what point where was it? Like this is not just me like playing on the keys and this is actually me expressing my emotions through it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah well actually i don't know like for me i always 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 is a big word i can't pinpoint like a certain time where i was like oh like this is how it's actually done like like, there wasn't like a light bulb moment but i think it was just as i as i was playing over the years um there were certain genres of like classical music that i was just more drawn to and i could like feel more like for example like the whole like romantic era with like chopin and like Liszt and all that like um those songs were the ones that like i was particularly good at because i think it was just like i don't know i'm a bit of a romantic myself oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm just kidding no i'm terrible at romance oh my um, <laughs> Why is um, this podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> I've been sob story. I've been really going no. for that vulnerability oh, vibe. So vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm learning. Us. I'm learning. Yeah. Um, but no, like there was just like certain things that like you open up more to, and I think sometimes it's like yeah, finding that chord in you where you really vibe with what you're doing, mm. and then you start. I think sometimes people just lack that one thing that they're like oh, this is why I'm doing this. Or, oh, yeah, I'm really vibing with this yeah, right now. That, that chord. Like, I think a lot of people, when they're, yeah, when they're doing, like, whatever mm-hmm. art, they're missing that chord because they're just, like, looking in the completely wrong place. The chord is known if as a major sense. seven chord. <laughs> that is a good chord. Okay. I agree. <laughs> How about for you, Alex? Kind of, like, what was that process of, like, going into radio and then realizing that's not the thing you wanted to do because like kind of hearing what like Ivan just said where it was like you what would you say like you didn't know why you were like the why you're doing this kind of thing did I say that I might have yeah never mind that sounds profound enough um well like (laughs) from from pretty close to the beginning um I was I was I was questioning why I was doing it because people would ask me and I'd just be like, well, people said I'd be good at it. So I did. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a good reason. And I don't regret doing radio. I learned a lot there. I met a lot of great people. Um, but when I, when I did practicum, um, I just did not like it. I, I just, it, I think a lot of it had to do with the station I was at. It was a very, I found restricting station for me personally. I know a lot of people can do that format uh, really well, um, and they enjoy it. But for the kind of stuff I like to do, I like to do a lot more analytical. I'm also a lot more cynical. Uh, the station I was at, the the main demographic is mostly like 25 to 40 moms. Um, <laughs> so I I'm not good at connecting with that crowd because I a lot of a lot of the things that I criticize are things that they enjoy. <laughs> And that's like one 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 situation that happened is the 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 trailer for the new Lion King movie dropped, and I <laughs> I I did a a bit about it over the air, and I made a post about it on Facebook about how I thought it was derivative and lazy, and while it looked nice, it was kind of detracting from the whole point of the original movie, and then. The, the the program director gave me a call later that night. He's like, "Hey, dude, if you were if you were actually working at a real radio station, you'd probably be fired for that." And I was like, "Oh, maybe oh. this isn't for me." So then I went 
uh, the rest of the month and just kind of phoned it in because I had no idea what to do. I just kind of did did bits and posts that I found completely boring, but interesting enough that I could at least engage people about it and pretend like I was interested because that's the whole point of the job. And, you know, you you could argue that there are a lot of people like that in the radio industry right now where they started off in a job that they just really hated. Um, and they just, you know, grinned and bore it and then eventually moved on to, to greener pastures. Um, but, but also I just don't, I don't see myself doing a daily live show like that. I just, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather do something with my life that's more than just making people reasonably happy, um, constantly. I'd rather do bigger things. Not necessarily things that are more impactful, but have bigger projects that take longer to do. Um, like, I don't know. I'd like to do f- uh, film at some point. I know that's not a very easy thing to get into, but that's, you know, that's an interest, interest that I have. And obviously those are a lot of work and take a long time to create. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I get more satisfaction out of doing um, something over a long period of time. Um, rather than just a bunch of short little tasks. Now, um, in, in the short term, I, I actually prefer more short little tasks because it gives me that, that boost of dopamine. But if I'm doing the same thing over and over again for months on end, um, I, then I start to get bored and I start to question why I'm doing what I'm doing. So yeah, um, I, guess, I guess overall, uh, the reason why I, I decided not to do radio was because it was... I don't know, boring and restricting. Um, I I, th- I think if I'm going to do art for a living, I want to be able to do what I want. And I mean, if that if that's unrealistic, then maybe I just won't do art for a living. I'll just do it for fun. It wasn't your major seven chord. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Unfortunate. What a tragedy. Yeah. Wow. The radio industry lost a, a great man that day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Is this like as far as we want to go? Because it's like thirty-six minutes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. If there's. I don't. I don't, like, I don't think I there's really much stuff to talk about. But. I don't know because I'm like I kind of want to ask. Like, do you think this is particularly this whole topic is particularly prevalent in Christian communities? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that there's a big lack of. I, I, in terms of art, we've already kind of talked about that mm-hmm. in our in but our last emotional. episode. But in terms of the emotional side, I think a lot of of uh, North American Christianity is is also afraid of being vulnerable. Now, I'm I'm part of groups that are um, really pushing vulnerability and and being open with each other um, through my church. Um, so I can't can't really speak for for all of North American Christianity here, um, but. Yeah, I think I think the trend is in a more vulnerable place, which is obviously mm-hmm. a good thing, um, especially now with this with this whole crisis going on. I think people are more willing to to be honest because um, they they when you're when when you don't have anything to distract yourself, um, bottling it up just doesn't work anymore. Um, because speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have nothing to distract yourself with. Um, because you're just at home all day thinking and, and doing things. So I think 
people are coming to realize that it's just super healthy to to be vulnerable uh, with with each other. Hmm. How about you, Ivan? Do you find it easy to be vulnerable in your Christian community versus not? Versus what? not. <laughs> Wait. Um, <laughs> Wait a yeah, second. no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand the question. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think, man, vulnerability, I think, to be honest, it depends on who you are and where you are in your faith, too. I think I kind of see it, it's almost like, sometimes I see it like a cycle in like your Christian life when you're kind of like, you discover the beauty of being vulnerable <laughs> with people and like real vulnerability. And then you're like, wow, like I can't believe I didn't do this before. And like, I just feel so loved. And like, I'm like, I even feel closer to God because I'm just so vulnerable with others and just bringing like everything into the light. And then you kind of like go through this season where like you're kind of like growing and healing. Uh, and then I think you reach this point where you're like, oh, I actually feel really good about myself. And then like when another thing hits where you're like, oh, I think I need to be vulnerable again. You're almost like scared to do it mm -hmm. again. Um, because you're like, but I was in such a good place. And I think this goes back to like that whole like good feeling, bad feeling thing where it's it's like you just don't want to be vulnerable again because you're like, oh, I have to show people that I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling with like maybe the same thing or like something different. So I think, I don't know, just like, being it's like yeah i see like as like a cycle where it's like you're vulnerable it's great you get to a good place and all of a sudden you need to be vulnerable again but you just don't want to and so some people they just fake it i find myself faking it oh, sometimes yeah. um so fake it till you make it like faking vulnerability or faking that you're okay yeah like i see it as like there's like there's like a depth to my vulnerability mm -hmm. There's like this area that most people would find maybe uncomfortable, but I'm comfortable with being vulnerable there. So it's not true vulnerability. It's just a topic that most people find less comfortable with. And then there's like this threshold where it's like, oh, this is where I don't really want to delve into. And sometimes I don't even know what that is for myself. So it's like you can, I, well, I find myself, I can fake it like that sometimes. Mm, like mm. giving people a trailer, but not giving them the full movie. Yeah, no, it's just a teaser. Yeah. You don't even get the trip. It's just a 10-second snip. Yeah. It's the, you know how on YouTube they have, they'll have a trailer before the, the trailer? It'll be like, a, oh, here's a little yeah. intro, <laughs> yeah. five-second yeah, intro yeah. to the trailer, yeah. and now here's yeah, the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that at What? All. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, uh, you don't go on YouTube enough. It's like, it's like a two-second clip of like within the trailer, but at the beginning. Yeah. They'll show like a little bit, and then the then the then the title, and then the the actual trailer will start. It's like boom, 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 da, 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 da. <laughs> and then uh, Universal Studios trailer and then, in a world <laughs> trailer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll find the da, 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 ah, it's in there. like like a minute in yeah. there. <laughs> Maybe you know? I don't you watch feel? enough trailers on you YouTube. Maybe no, not, I don't understand no. or feel. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> whatever yeah good topic guys good talk yeah thank you for being vulnerable yeah. with this podcast guys yeah <laughs> what a good time 
Is this where we say goodbye? I think it is. I, I think, think so. I think we're, we're not really one. we're not really good at concluding thoughts. No. I feel like we kind of just go straight to the goodbye. Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, people, that was it. People <laughs> listened to it, so they got all of it. Just like it's oh, almost okay. as if. It's almost as if, like, a friend came over and, like, was vulnerable with you, started crying, and you're like, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. In this situation, not, shouldn't not we have really? like a Shouldn't we have, like, a tagline or a call to action kind of thing, you know, like a, uh, hey, guys, be vulnerable. If you like this video, give it a, a thumbs give, up. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Find uh, us on Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. We don't need a Patreon. Hey, someone asked I don't if want we to be were patronized. You only get patronized on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, hey, we had a friend. I have a friend that asked for our logo to be turned into merch. Uh, that, okay, here's the thing. I oh, no. I know I know that logo is very merchable. However. Did you? Um, is this gonna be like? Is we, this gonna hurt my heart? We don't have enough potential uh, uh, buyers for merch. Oh no that no would make, yeah that's that's fine. I, that I would make merch worthwhile. I thought you were gonna be like Gina. I actually took that. I took no, that off I, of stock I, I, image or something. And I'd be like, oh no. It is from a stock icons website, but I paid for the right to use them. Okay. So I'm 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 fairly certain that we're allowed to use those especially okay. since i like I, <laughs> I i edited them a bit okay so. that was that was what i was scared yeah, about oh yeah i'm okay with no potential buyers i'm just like i'm just happy there was someone that was interested yeah it's about the Maybe. direction it's the, thought it's the that trajectory counts. of this podcast that trajectory makes is that not the right it's word trajectory or projection <laughs> oh. <laughs> but <laughs> hey hey listeners if if you're interested in Buying a T-shirt or a sweater or a mug or something with stickers, our logo on it. With stickers. Yeah, sure. A bidet mug. <gasps> yeah, we a can bidet. Stickers. Maybe we should just start our own bidet. Oh, and it's like a water bottle, but it squirts. You know. <gasps> mm. I don't know, y'all. If you're if you're interested in anything with our logo on it, hit us up, and we'll charge you way too much for yeah. for something probably. And you'll pay for it because we're starving artists and yeah. you love us. Okay. Yeah. And we're shameless. Well, I'm just. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. he just included himself in this whole. Thing. Yeah. We're, we're not paying our guests. No. Do people they're usually here, pay their they're guests? They're here out of their own volition. Yeah, but I don't know. We we have we have people lined up who are who are willing to come on the podcast. But if if you listener would like to have a conversation with us and have us record it and upload it to various podcasting websites. Let us know, because we're always happy to, to bring more people on the show, because we don't have great ideas, and other hey, people do. We thought of this. We thought, I yeah, thought we thought of two really good topics, but that's We've it. only had really... I like, to, I like to believe that our podcast didn't actually start until our last podcast. I, yeah, that's, that's when it really <laughs> found its footing, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you for listening, everybody, yes. if Thank you're listening. You. Thank you, Ivan, for, for joining us. Thanks for having yeah. me. All right. Hope you have a warm the day. A big warm day. A big warm Oh. Have a big... Ooh. Okay, cool. cool. I'm done. I'm going to stop recording now. Okay, me too.